Hi guys, K.O. here. Welcome to Turmeric and Tequila, where we are working to inspire positive, radical social evolution. Today is an exciting one. I am welcoming the real Jen Josie to the TNT mic. She is an author, an investor, an entrepreneur, uh, speaker, blogger, all around varsity human that is mission driven to make this world a better place. It's amazing to hear, especially given this time and age that we have people in the world doing what she's doing personally and professionally. This is an awesome cast. If you were looking to get your money right, which everybody needs to, a few things are sure in this world, so you better have your finances dialed in. Uh, but investors, this is a good one for you. She's got incredible tools and things that are for free that are you looking to get into the real estate game or investing, like I said, just working to make the world a better place. Jen is a great one-stop shop. She is big about continued education and constant evolution. So if you needed critiques or suggestions on courses, training, education, Jen has done it all and she does it with an open heart. All the cliches today, as you know, this is a great one. Great one uh, to check into and get, get all those free tools. We need them. Enjoy. Thank you, Jen. I appreciate what you're doing and I'll see you soon. Welcome to Turmeric and Tequila with your host, Kristen Olson. Questioning a better way, one gracefully disruptive conversation at a time. Welcome to Turmeric and Tequila. I have a power female boss in the house today. I'm pumped. Uh, our first recording didn't record, so I am so excited that uh, we actually get to rehab this conversation now that we know each other a little bit and I know uh, more about how she operates as a human and it's we have so much to cover today. So please welcome Jen Josie to the Turmeric and Tequila mic. Jen, welcome. Yay. Thank you, Kristen, for having me. Oh my gosh. I've been like obsessing over everything on your Facebook page and just, I, I'm like, I feel like I know you. I've never even met you in person, but we are just like definitely Spirit sisters animal. somehow. Exactly. Yes. I, yeah, we, we, we met at PodMax. So shout out to them. Um, and now that like, again, we, we had some time, we can see that, you know, there's like entrepreneurial set dog moms. Um, we're passionate about having a good time. So I think we are in the same sorority at this point. Absolutely. Definitely. Yes. So Jen is a quick forerunner her. And we obviously, you know, I always let everybody tell their journey, but Jen has her, her, her base is covered. She is an entrepreneur. She's an investor. She's an author. Uh, she's a motivational speaker. She's a blogger. I can give her all these things, but I want her to talk about specifically about some of these angles. She has an incredible group call, called Rain that we're going to unpack. But today I really want to focus on, um, I mean, given our political situation, which we're not going to get into politics, but I'm still passionate <laughs> about maintaining our financial situation, our mental health, generational wealth, um, and really getting our money right. Because regardless of what happens in this political, we'll say, shit show, if you will, uh, we still have to wake up the next day, provide for our families, and keep our mental game together. We still have to control what we can control. Um, so I really want to lean to that because I think Jen has done such a great job in her world of making some pivots in life and then really creating whatever security for her life and her family that she can. Um, so Jen, Let's let's talk about you. You started out as a teacher and then you realized you didn't like children. Let's let's start right there. <laughs> yeah, and that's exactly why I became an entrepreneur is because I wanted control over my financial freedom. So um totally believe in that. But uh like you said, my first passion in life was teaching. I taught middle school music for 16 years until I woke up one day and realized I hated children. So I wanted out so desperately that I chose an equally abusive industry and I went to health insurance. But at the time, it was right when the Affordable Care Act was transitioning how we did our health 
um, insurance. So everyone was kind of learning at the same time, but I quickly climbed that corporate ladder for the next five years only to realize I was halfway up the wrong ladder. My, um, and unlike my first passion of teaching. So when I first started and I touched base on this about the, um, affordable care act, it was awesome because there were people who had never had health insurance before because of pre-existing conditions. Mm -hmm. And so I was able to get them affordable health insurance. And it was just, it was so rewarding in the beginning. But like I said, I climbed up that corporate ladder and I ended up in large group sales and it was just ugh, like, a different it's a different in sales is i feel like everybody should do sales because we're all kind of in sales but you should do it on that like cutthroat level just so you know what's out there and, and essentially who's going to be selling you even if you don't stay in it long term absolutely and i'm grateful for the education i had in that whole situation so but what scared me the most was seeing that co-workers every time there was a shift in management you know people were being let go left and right and i was just wondering you know when's it going to be my turn so i have always loved um, real estate and watching the flipping shows. My husband and I would, you know, we call ourselves the armchair, you know, you have the armchair quarterbacks while we were the armchair flippers, you know, we'd watch um, all the shows and say, oh, we could, I would totally do that better than that. And so there was a guru on TV one night and we just went to his free um, seminar which was like two hours and they upselled you to a three day event and we just didn't look back. Um, it, it was, it just fit for us and they gave you all the tools and so you don't make the same mistakes they did and it was the best decision um we did it we started in april of 2017 and i was able to quit um, my corporate america job by december of that year wow. and you know funds were tight don't get me wrong but you know it was just one of those you know life decisions that you know i had to go for it you know yeah yep definitely take the leap so well, I, I wanted, think, well, I was gonna say, I think when you do that and you're like, should I need to pay bills? This is like, it makes it really real. So you actually like commit, um, to what it is. Yeah. So forgive me. I'm, I'm drinking because it's been, <laughs> so I just, we just purchased, so we flip houses now we've been doing it for three, almost four years. And, um, we, I found this house and we walked in and I was just like, oh my God, I love it here. And so we're buying it for us to move into. So oh, that's I saw this on social media. It's gorgeous. Oh my goodness. So, so today I got to tell this funny story real quick. We went over, cause when you start flipping houses, um, you know, we're, we're taking it down to the stud. So my guys are in there doing the demo work and there's still electrical wires. And this house was either built in 1922 or 1935. We aren't sure yet. Cause we've seen a mix of, you know, so records weren't, you know, too exact back in the day. So we, the electrical panel is down in the garage, but then there's old, what's called knob and tube wiring and it's all over the place. So we had to go over today, me and my GC and we, um, well, I, I held the flashlight. So I feel like, you know, I did this, um, I fully assisted. So Clearly. we put in electrical outlet just for them and then took everything else out of the panel so that when they were, you know, going through the walls and the plaster that they weren't, they wouldn't electrocute themselves. So, so we had to go to the, to the hardware store to get the GFCI outlet. And we go in and I'm, you know, distracted or whatever. And so we're walking back out of the parking lot and I get in his truck and I'm sitting there. I'm like, what is, what is taking him so long? It's just an outlet. What is, why is he have to put in the back of his truck? And I, I look down and three cars down, he's into his truck. I was in some random person's truck. No way. 
Did it look so, similar or something? Or were you already like, drinking at this point? I don't even know. I don't even know. So I'm like, oh my. And he, he kind of sees me. I was like, oh my God, who's truck am I in? So yes, was it unlocked? Like what? It was where? unlocked. I just oh like. What a random coincidence. And the, the owner didn't come out? Thank God. Oh, that that might have been a little bit better. Just to, you yes. come to your car and like some chicks just waiting there. Like, So then I came home and our, um, our, um, furnace is broken so it's not heating in our house and so literally like 30 minutes before this call I was under the house in the crawl space and um trying to check out the furnace and I have a guy coming and hence why I just started drinking so acceptable yes all right sorry sorry to digress that's just a a day in my life of you know just sitting in random strangers trucks and you know crawling (laughs) in my crawl space and yeah so. This is this is the essence of turmeric and tequila, where you can be this power female boss, and then you randomly just get in someone's car like they're an Uber, and you don't even know. Because like <laughs> so we have those days when it's just like we have our shit together, and then we're also a mix of hot mess. And some days it's just got to work itself out. So yes, exactly. <laughs> Cheers to that. Um, my house that I live in now is my great grandmother's, and it's 1886. <gasps> if you ever come back to Denver or come through, I mean, it's, okay. you have to see it. You'd really appreciate, I mean, some of the initial work, the door knobs, like the little things, the bathroom, uh, so the, and then a regular house, 1886. And then they added on a side cause there wasn't even a restroom in like the sixties. So it's like super low and it looks like 60s, 70s. It's like design. Um, and it's been amazing for me to kind of like unintentionally like redo things like piece by piece. So like the furnace, I mean, it's never like a little problem. It's like 20 grand. You're like, okay. Of course. Yeah. Um, So been doing that, but it's like, you know, lead piping and uh, lead paint. I've got to worry about like stuff that most houses from the past 50 years don't even have to acknowledge that I've got to be like, oh, someone comes and look and like, oh, actually this is like a whole situation. I'm like, okay. Um, so I have a lot of time and space for everyone that is like renovating, particularly older houses. Cause every time you do something, it's like 10 more steps than you actually thought it was going to be. Oh, absolutely. Always. Yeah. Uh, but that's also a solid metaphor for life. So a <laughs> uh, beverage and a helmet just in general. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, so back to you we, we get out of, uh, the children's school world, we get out of insurance. Uh, we took this leap of faith in investing. Talk to me about like that first like couple projects. It sounds like they were successful if you could at least take the, the leap and get out of the corporate world completely. Um, but when did you feel like you were actually in flow with like, this is what I'm doing. I know it's right. We're going to maintain this. So I'll tell you, it's, it was a struggle in the beginning because, you know, I was on a um, bell schedule for so long. I then worked in corporate America and you have your Skype up and, you know, you got to wiggle your, your mouse every, you know, four minutes or whatever. It, if, if it goes yellow, you know, my, my Nazi manager at the time would be like, oh, what are you doing? Where are you, going? you know, so I, I did not know about putting the watch on the, you know, the mouse anyway. So there you go. Um, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so it was, it was a struggle in the beginning. So we did one project. We bought this um, 1920 house in Rocky Mount, North Carolina, and which is about an hour and 10 minutes just outside of Raleigh where we live. And we couldn't find contractors to get out there. So I loved this house and I found it on Craigslist and gorgeous, gorgeous. It was 4,200 square feet and he wanted like 60 something thousand for it. And I, I know. So 
I was trying, I was like, you know, I got to negotiate. I was learning all these, you know, things from my educational program. And so I just picked a random number, which was my basketball number in high school. I was like 44,000 because I was, you know, foul on number 44. So um, <laughs> I just was like 44,000. He's like, okay, I'll take it. I'm like, oh my God, you know, we have a house under contract. So I know it was gorgeous. Um, six bedrooms. They all had their own fireplaces, this big chunky wood banister, very well maintained over the years. Is built very well. But Rocky Mount had a lot of um, issues, um, socioeconomic um, downfalls over the years. Okay. So um, they have tons of historical areas, but, you know, it just has dwindled down, shall we say. But we bought it, didn't know what the hell we were doing, and we couldn't get any contractors to go out. We found some contractors out there, and they're like, you know, our educational program is like, you can only use licensed and insured contractors. And so it was just a mess. So we literally um, cleaned it up a little bit. We had the I paid the neighbor 30 bucks to mow the lawn and we listed it on the MLS. So we ended up selling it for 67,000. Oh, just, wow. Yeah. So about uh, four or five months later. So that was great just to get that off the books and have a little bit of profit to get started. And then we kind of fell into doing condos and townhomes. I love a condo and townhome that um, was built in like the 80s and early 90s because then you can just go in and update countertops and update cabinets and things like that. Okay. And it's a, it's a lipstick job. And that's also as far as affordable housing, those are my people. You know, I'm a former teacher and I like to provide safe and affordable housing for people in that price point. So that has really been beneficial because, you know, house flippers, we get a bad rap, you know, for being, you know, lowballing and, um, you know, but there's a lot more into it and we can get into that too. Um, you can be in all different types of levels while investing and you can, you know, be a flipper, you can be a contractor, you can do all that stuff, or you can be a private money lender and have very little to do with it and still, you know, make money from it. So there's a whole range. Uh, well, and I think that's great. And I, I do think, you know, specific jobs and um, occupations or entrepreneurial angles have stigma to them, whether it's sales or flippers or what have you. However, you know, I think when you meet the right people, whatever they do, and they have that moral integrity, they carry that through, you know, whatever job situation or how they work with their family or uh, parent their family, I should say, um, it, it carries through. So it's more, I always tell people like, find the humans, like you just said, that are your people that you trust anyways, and then find out what they do or use them or work with them for specific things. Cause they're those characteristics and uh, core values will carry through to the professional situation. Absolutely. Um, and in this day and age, that's not always easy to find. Nope. But if you find the right community, I mean, like everybody, even through PodMax, like super what I, you know, I say varsity humans, integrity, mission driven, um, usually love animals. Like it's, it's a really good crew of humans that are like-minded. So that's pretty awesome. Um, yes. Speaking of, I do have a visitor right here. <gasps> Can't wait to see this puppy. Oh, he's so little. Friends, he's really little. We're, oh. I mean, he's kind of, I think he's going to be kind of well, bigger than my other two. Say hi. He's really hi, a Coda. Good Look right here. How'd you get the name Coda? Um, I just, I knew I wanted it. So my other two are Cleopatra and Colette and Cleopatra is obviously strong female, like all the things and the, the, um, actual Cleopatra, there's a lot of misunderstanding around who she was. It was about like seduction and everything else, but she was actually, um, we'll say good at strategic partnerships. And I don't say that in a sexual way, but super <laughs> powerful female back in the day, everyone that doesn't know her should unpack it. And then Colette was, um, a fr famous French female author where that her husband 
one of them, um, had her do all this writing and like was an author of all these things and then claimed her work. And so she kind of was like this gangster that like got out of it and was eventually a Nobel prize winner or something like that. I'm rusty now because she's now one and a half. Um, <laughs> I can only retain so much, especially with these casts nowadays. But uh, so anyways, they were my two strong females. And Coda, I wanted to keep it all, we're all KOs. Um, it means strong or little bear and ally. And uh, and it's Coda Jackson after my grandfather that passed on. But um, for some reason, it just kind of stuck. So he's kind of like the the big little bear and he's like the friend of all. So I love that. We are so not creative with our pet names. Like we have a dog <laughs> named Kevin. You know. Oh, I could, I could totally see you being the human that has human names for the dogs. I love that so much. Yes. And Mabel, she's an old soul. Yeah. Oh, they're all cute. So yeah. Jen, for listening audience, is an absolute varsity dog owner. Like they take them to the tubing rides and yes. all the things. I, I love it so much. Like I liked you, but then when I started to see the dog photos, I was like, oh my God, this girl is <laughs> completely acceptable. Yeah. And this new house that we're building, we're doing a dog wash station. Dog wash station. Oh, I started to see those in um, uh, house. I've been keeping my eye on mountain properties. We'll get to this in a minute. But uh, people, that's actually a thing. I didn't even know it was yes. a thing until recently. That's yes. That's commitment. I'm, I'm here for that for sure. I'm all for it. Absolutely. <laughs> it's all about my dogs. Dude, and I have really two is. cats. I, you know, I do have two cats and I just got rid of my chickens cause we are not taking the chickens with, I know I'm a little sad oh, about my chickens being okay. gone, but yes, but I they went to a very good place. It's well in chickens. People don't understand how smart chickens are. I had them for a while for I think five or six years and I'm in North Denver. So in the city and raccoons came and got them like two at a time and it was awful. So I'm like, I can't, me and animal death are not, I just don't uh -huh. do it. Um, but dude, it's awesome to have them like fresh eggs and just like you give them like leftover vegetables and it's a whole thing. <laughs> I know. I keep finding myself like, oh, I'm not going to eat this. Let me put, oh, they're gone. Yeah. You know? So anyway. Wait, so why are you not having them at the new house? Um, it's just a, it's a, it's a downtown location. It's just okay. a little, you know, I don't know. It's not a fit. I, I didn't think it was going to be a good place for them. So they okay. went to Wilmington. We actually drove them three hours away only because it was going to be the best home possible for them. So nice. that's how picky I am about who, you know, so they are well, well taken care of. Yes. Respect. See, and those are the behaviors yes. I'm talking about. Like if you're taking care of your animals, you're going to take care of your clients buying a house like that. Absolutely. The behaviors are all indicative of everything else. Yes. Um, as a CrossFitter, I'd always be like, I could tell who was like committed to the workouts. who like did the nutrition, which I actually was never super great about that. Hence the tequila side of these two things. Um, but like the way you show up and compete and train is like how you are in life. So I always liked working with like my fellow athletes that really got it. Cause I'm like, I already know how you're going to be in this. Um, anyways. Okay. So we, we've got the investing, uh, that's going great. Was there any point where it was like, it, it didn't work out and you're like, oh shit, we almost like lost it all. Or where you were kind of questioning that this leap of faith. Um, so that first year, just money was super tight. And like, literally we were finally in the green, like super green, um, only within like the last three months. I mean, we've okay. always made money along the way, but we have now like, you know, oh, I feel comfortable. So, um, in, in the beginning, that first year, like we chose to not give gifts to each other. And we had put that money towards um, building our network of people and doing, um, you know, in person, they're called RIA groups, real estate investor association. They have them all over the country. Um, you know, in our educational program, we have a local group that meets as well. And, you know, having that network and, you know, paying for those to attend meetings, which 
it was much more important to us at the time. So, you know, that first, those first couple of years was just a little like, uh, you know, money was tight, but now we're finally like super comfortable. Yeah. Well, anyone that starts a business, I think the average like statistic is three to five years before you're profitable. So if right. you're profitable in under five years, I think that's a miraculous conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, particularly right now, has COVID impacted things? Like I've been uh, watching some Instagram that just took off. It was like uh, really cheap old houses or something like that, where young people are buying these rural houses really inexpensively because now they can work from anywhere. Right. Has- um, it's been great. So we had two properties that kind of sat a little while um, at the end of 2019. And, you know, you never want to list right before the holidays. So right, just no one wants to move during that time. So they sat for a while. And as soon as COVID hit, because they were vacant, uh, you know, people that they were getting a lot more showings because people didn't want to go into homes where they were occupied. So we just had a lot more traffic at that point and they sold a lot quicker. And it's, I'll tell you, it's tough to find properties to flip because now you can have a piece of shit out there that needs, you know, all (laughs) updating and everything. And then people are like, those they're bidding 20,000 over just because they want a new house. Cause like you said, people can work from home you know, anywhere at this point. So it's, um, so there's the two sides of it. Um, we had one property that we held on to for two years, which was painful. And the COVID kind of slowed it down as far as, uh, our contractors working, because even though they were considered essential workers, they, um, there are still like some issues in there and our GC is like, I'm not putting my people through it and I, and I have to respect that. Sure. You know, our, our, there are team members and we're not going to put them at risk, you know. So then, so we were shut down for about two or three months. We have a, um, a short-term rental, an Airbnb in the mountains and that shut down for two or three months and that that's a nice moneymaker. So that was a little, eek. but um, now that they are allowing short-term rentals up in the mountains again, it is booked solid for four yeah. months out because people, you know, they don't want to be in their own home, but they can still go work, you know, in the mountains for a weekend. So, sure. um, so COVID it's been, it's been good and it's been bad, you know? Um, mm-hmm. Oh, so the house that we were holding on to for two years um, and it just went longer and longer and longer. And there was issues with getting permits and things like that. And um, we had an original after repair value of about 550. But because prices, the Rona, you know, drove the prices up, we ended up selling it for 720. So I know. What? Without okay. a garage. Like I don't understand how any and it's right near Duke University. Okay. So it was an area where people needed more space and they had all these cute little thousand square foot um cottages and um there was a big um textile mill there in the you know early 40s and 50s, I guess. And they had all these cottages in the area, but people are buying them just like you're saying, and they're popping the top, adding square footage. So that's what we did. We added 1300 square feet to this little thousand square foot house and 720. I was like, oh my goodness. So by holding it for two, two years actually really benefited us. Yeah. Well, I think that's a perfect segue. That's, I mean, sometimes that's so stressful, but I always lean into real estate because no matter any which way you slice it, it's a finite resource. And if you can sit on it investment wise, it's going to appreciate. Yes, we're going to have highs and lows in our markets and things like that. But if you can just let it marinate, you will have a return. You just have to do it the right way. Um, And, you know, and I grew up, my dad was an investment banker. So with stock market and all that, I'm, I'm here for that as well. You just need to know what you're doing. But to me, land was always like the most secure investment. 
um, from my young mind that didn't know a lot just because it's there and it's running out. Um, but you do have to be able to with real estate. When you start investing in real estate, you have a tangible asset. Unlike the stock market where it's so volatile, it can go up or down. This is something where if you are a private money lender for some, for real estate, um, for real estate deal, you, when that house sells, you get paid first because you are, you know, first in line. So it's um, nothing ever, ever is guaranteed, but the, you know, we have insurance if it was to ever burn down or anything like that. So, you know, you're, you're fairly very well protected. I love it. And this is exactly where I want to go in this conversation. I want you to talk about rain as well, because business is relationships and taking care of your humans, your clientele, what have you is a, just good practice. B, the world is small. Like we need to just do our part and to contribute, um, to, to making some of these, I mean, these are big business decisions, but you're also spending a lot of time, uh, with the people you work with, even if it's like a lot for like six months or a year when you're trying to buy a house or or redo one or whatever, you're working with these contractors. Oftentimes you have more face time with people you're working with than you do your own family. Um, so I always just like to notate the, the importance of the relationship, regardless of the business situation and how you're working with those people, like you being empathetic to the, the general contractors, like, listen, I can't put my people in this. You might be like, you know, the staunch business person's like, F that we have a contract you need to or you can be the human and be like okay this is going to cost me money and you've done great work for me forever and you're being a good human by by protecting your people i'm going to take a little bit of a hit here and do the right thing absolutely Um, and and it's benefited us which is crazy I always think what goes around comes around and no business person wants to hear that. But truthfully, like even you don't know how it's going to pay you back or it's going to be worth it. Somehow it might take a little time. It comes back and you're like, thank God I did what I did. Yes, exactly. Okay. So break it down. So I was kind of telling you before we really like officially jumped on the mic that I got my real estate license out of college. I started a lacrosse business right away. And I was, I came out of the situation where I had like, to me, my coach was my boss. And I was always, uh, as I've gotten to myself, my core values really have made sense on why I didn't and didn't like certain situations. And my first one's uh, honesty and transparency. Even if it's going to kick you in the gut, I'm very, I'm so much better just knowing. And then number two is independence. So I knew the whole coach and authority thing was too much started a business and my goal was to take all lacrosse cash, sports tournaments, what have you, and put it into investing in real estate. Um, went to my first auction. I had like a $5,000 cashier's check, which was huge. Uh, when, you know, you're 23 years old and I I don't, I mean, I had savings or whatever, but anyways, the second I got there, I was like, Oh shit, there's, I bid on a house. I obviously didn't get it, but there's so much to know. I was pretty good. Went to a good real estate school, but there's, you just, like an athlete, I knew I needed a team, like contractors and people that did paint and people that did that. So I kind of just backed off the process and never really got back into it. However, now, um, now that I've you know unintentionally kind of gained some experience through my own house, I want to get back into the game. So my long-winded tee up here, uh, <laughs> how do you get into the real estate game? Like what is like a good step one and what's like a minimal investment for you to start to just learn? Um, I'll let you run from there. Okay. So there, there's two, there's two directions you can go. If you have a bucket of money that you want to invest and grow, you can be, become a private money lender and there that's you. So, and people don't realize that 
you have access to more money than you realize. So you can borrow out of, you know, a lot of people just think, oh, I don't have any money in my savings account. But maybe uh, you had a former job where you quit and then you have that 401k that's just kind of sitting there and you never rolled it over into a new job. And that literally happened to me. This is crazy. So I taught for 10 years in South Florida and I had a 403b. It's an annuity. That's you know what they have instead of 401ks. And I mean, it was tiny. I want to say there was probably $22,000, $25,000 in there for 10 years of teaching. Sucks. Wow. Um, I know that's bullshit. But so it was seen there. And I then transferred to schools up here and they did not tell me what I could do with that. So it just literally sat there for nothing. So then I got into the, you know, I taught for six more years, then went into health insurance. And then when I went to a, um, Fortune 500 company, I think it's Fortune 50, maybe, I don't know. One, one of the biggies, I, they said, you can roll in, you know, your previous accounts. So I put my, all my 403Bs in there from the other place, whatever. And um, that one, okay, so I digress for a second. So when I quit corporate America, I had this chunk in my 401k because then my corporate America job doubled it, tripled it, like what I had from before because they would match um contributions. So then when I got into real estate investing, um, you can get what's called a self-directed IRA. Mm -hmm. And that is where, you know, you can't put, if you're just starting a self-directed IRA, there's a limit on how much you can put in there every year. But when you have a chunk and you transfer it, that's the best way to do it. So going back to that 403B that sat 22, 23, $25,000, whatever it was. Um, if I would have put it into a self-directed IRA, you know, this is ignorance is bliss, by the way. But at the time, if I had, you know, asked a damn question every once in a while, you, I could have put it there. You can invest it in certain things. Um, I think you can do startups. You can do an okay. alpaca farm. There's like oh. crazy things that you can, uh, alpaca farm is actually the example they give you. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, alpaca farm. Um, like take my money. So, um, <laughs> but then real estate is the biggie there. So if I would have invested it just at 10%, lent it out, I would have doubled that by the time that I would have had it. So that's like the craziness because you invest 10%. And then you have that, and then you invest all of that, and then it's it's growing every single year. So it's a big snowball effect. Okay. Um, so that's the one way is to become a private money lender. You you choose to, how you want the percentage you ask. Um, we typically borrow between ten and eleven percent, um, but like Florida's ridiculous. They're they're in like twenty twenty four percent, and um, you know just that's what the standard is down there, and you know, that's a quick, easy way, you know, it might be for six months or a year. And then it just, it grows your money, it grows your money, how you determine. And it's not dependent on the st um, stock market. The second way is to become a house flipper or to get rentals or do things like that. And the number one thing that you can do is get a proper education. I can't stress that enough. Mm -hmm. Yes, there are many, many different routes out there. There's um, Bigger Pockets podcast, which is you know, chunk full of information. There's great stuff out there. But when you have access to a one-on-one -on -one coach, um, when you pay buckets of money for a program, you're going to bust your ass to make sure that you actually go through. That's, not, that's a whole nother mindset too. So it just, it was like, there's no going back for me. So getting an education is huge. And then that way you learn all the different aspects, however it is. You know, some people just learn about notes, which I know nothing about. That's buying a, I don't, 
I don't, that confuses me. <laughs> yeah. Um, you can get rentals, you can do short-term rentals, long-term rentals. Um, you know, you can flip houses and, you know, they, they tell you like the paperwork you need to cover your ass in every situation. It is just so important because one person can say, oh, I'm going to buy this house, flip it. There's house hacking too. That's a good one. That's an easy way. There's what's called the Burr strategy, which is buy, rent, renovate. No, buy, renovate, rent, refinance, repeat. And that is a great way to have like very little out of pocket to buy properties and flip them. And then you have long-term rentals after that. So they teach you all these different aspects and that's why it's so important. Um, and then I was talking about, you mentioned rain before and rain for me, it started with a lot of people who are my educational group. And like I said, I was just like, so overwhelmed by having all this freedom from, you know, like the having a bell schedule and yeah. my, my Nazi manager. And so I really needed that accountability in the beginning. So I started with accountability groups and, um, but I created rain to kind of have my own little network of people. And, um, it's also a mastermind. And you talked about, um, when you started your company about the authenticity and, you know, I am not going to teach someone how to flip a house. I'm going to teach you how to take your business to the next level, how to accelerate things. Um, I have been coached through a Tony Robbins course called KBB, the Knowledge Business Broker. Um, I'm sorry, Knowledge Business Blueprint, and they teach you how to run masterminds. And, you know, so I created this little space mainly because I was selfish, because I needed that myself. Mm -hmm. um, but it's also an educational platform where, you know, if you're really good at something, I have um, a good friend, my friend, Brett, he loves doing the Burr strategy. And so he'll run a mastermind himself about the Burr strategy for the RAIN members. And, you know, it's just a great way to build your credibility when you're teaching people. Um, and it just, it, it fuels my soul. Cause I, like I said, I taught for 16 years. Um, and I joke where I say, Oh, you know, I wake up, woke up one day, realized I hated children, got out of it, but it was truly, um, my passion was making a difference. And so now I feel like, Oh, I have my, my thumb back on it again. So yeah, so that well, was a you, quick, quick little plug there for rain. <laughs> no, I love that. We'll, we'll unpack that more, but I really like that. Um, you know, a couple of things within that, like the education piece, just like in school or in coaching or like athletics, you always need to find someone that's better than you that really knows the system. So, cause even if you can kind of wing it through some things, which I've certainly tried on many things, it always costs you long-term to like redo something, relearn it. And sometimes those are some of your best lessons, but <laughs> once you get to a certain age and you're on a tight budget, just do it right the first time right. and, and, and find the people that, uh, that can coach you through the right way. Yeah. Um, in a mastermind format, you know, you're never as smart as all the people in the room. Sure. Let's so that's, yeah. yeah, that's why I, I had it that way so that everyone's, you know, contributing to the conversation and, you know, so it's a great tool to, and it helps my business and I get to sit in on those all the time. So it's great. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I think it's really cool too, for anyone that's again, like athletics and team sports and stuff. It's nice when you have like-minded people around you that speak your language or in your world that you can learn tips and tricks and hold you accountable. Like, I mean, anyone that's ever run, like trying to train for something, it's so much better when you know all your friends are at the gym expecting you to be there. And then when you don't show, it's like, Ugh, you feel bad versus if it's just you, you're like, I can miss. It's not that big a deal. Um, so I think that's, that's huge. Uh, at what point did you start, um, rain and start to be like, okay, let's get like this group together so we can further all of our, our projects collectively. 
So um, about a year after we started, I was asked to do what's called a case study where there's a group of 40 or 50 investors. And we had me, I talked about some of those local meetups and they're like, Jen, will you present on one of the houses you flipped? And I was like, me, I'm like, I'm not an expert, you know? And, you know, but I like, you know, did it anyway. You know, one of those things where you're just like, oh, you know, but it was, I had to rip the bandaid off and my husband and I, we presented and a couple things about that. It was great because it, like I said before, it built our credibility immediately. And we found private money lenders who are listening, who are like, they wanted to flip, but they're like, yeah, I'm not sure yet, but here, take my money, invest it. Cause you know, I know how important it is to be a private money lender. Um, it also, every project that we've done since then, like how I take my before pictures and after pictures, and I make sure I'm standing in the same spot so you can still see the same window and, you know, oh, okay, that actually is the same place. And, um, you know, just anything like that, as far as funding and how we keep our receipts, we are a lot more organized. And so just doing that was great. So I, after I got off the stage and was not really a stage, but from when I sat back down after doing our little, you know, speech and PowerPoint presentation, I was like, oh my gosh, I have missed that so much because it had been probably eight or nine years since I had been in front of a classroom of students. And it just, it, like I said, it fueled my soul to get up there in front of those people again. So I was like, you know, I've got to figure out how I can do this, but I am not an expert by any means, so there's nothing I can teach, but I got to figure out something. So one of my girlfriends did an online course and it was on Airbnbs and she's phenomenal. And I watched it and I was like, oh my God, I could so do this. But again, what the hell am I going to teach? You know, I'm, I have so much more to learn myself. And then um, another girlfriend did a mastermind group where she was a John Maxwell coach, certified with John Maxwell. And so it was all about leadership and, um, but it was in, on a Zoom call, you know, and people are in there and, and it was very, people could communicate with everyone. It was just, it was a, such a great format. And I was like, that's what I need to do. And so um, I was still like, what am I going to do? And that's when, you know, like, how am I going to do it? What am I going to teach? And so then that's when I found the Tony Robbins course and like I, I couldn't give them my money quick enough, you know, cause he's like, we're going to teach you how to figure out what to do on your mastermind. I'm like, take my money. <laughs> so, um, I joined that. And then, um, you know, I was, had my zoom calls before zoom was even cool to do back in the day. And, nice. um, and I just had, you know, the tools where, um, you know, we do what's called a needle mover exercise where what can you, and it just is a great way for people to share ideas on what they do. Um, you know, you, when you're setting your goals, you kind of imagine where you are a year from now and it's a look back at how great your year was. And, you know, just putting it all together, um, putting your core business values, you know, deciding them. A lot of people jump into business and don't have that core value. And I think you and I believe very highly in integrity and how we treat our people and our humans. And that was just to spell it out and make sure we're all on the same page. And my husband is like a little tight with money at times. And so I've had to like push him over the edge and, and now he's seen why it's so important to always do the right thing. Yes. And it comes back tenfold, like you said. Um, so that's when I started doing rain and it stands for real estate investor growth network. And it's, um, they do a four week deep dive with me. We go through the Tony Robbins stuff and then, um, you join a group and it's where you can share things online. We do goals each week because that was huge for me. Um, every Monday morning, we do a Monday morning goal call. And it's just 
to get out there and make it public what you're working on that week. And it, again, it's all about me because I needed yes. some place to do it. I needed <laughs> witnesses, you know, I'm going to work out every day this week, 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 week. Yes. And so, um, yes. And I do now actually. Okay. And, um, yes, I'm working on it. Ooh. Um, <laughs> And it. then um, like Thursday, we do a goal check. And then on Sunday, we do a goal poll to see who has um, achieved their goal. How are you going to celebrate? And everyone cheers each other on for their goals for the week. So it's just, it's um, a very positive platform. And um, I talk about my um, badassery and that's really what lit the fire under me was I'm like, people need my badassery. Yeah. And so I do a badassery bestowment where I share a little nugget or just a phrase. And um, I do a lot of memes on social media. That's, and that's part of my morning routine. You and I got to um, be on a call with Hal Elrod, love him. And um, yes. yes. And so the visualization and um so that was part of my morning routine was to find a meme that had the best saying that that's my affirmation for the day. And then I just started making my own. So, um, you know, it just tied all in together. I just made one big massive pile of happiness. So, Oh, I love it. And this is, um, this is why I appreciate you as a human so much because it is, it's like very serious, intentional business alongside humor relationships, time to have a beer and, or a seltzer and, and then discuss big business. Like it's very turmeric and tequila of like being all things and not even like calculatingly. So it's because that's authentically who you are. Yes. And I think identifying those core values, like I, um, reconnected with Pratiti. I don't know if you met her in one of the podcasts. Um, I, I've met her. Yes. Okay. Incredible energy. I mean, again, she's like one of our distant sorority members. Um, and we talked about starting some of these youth conversations for youth curriculum around core values, integrity, like life school, essentially. Um, and just because I, I reflect on, again, these patterns I did in life and I'm like, man, like I said earlier, no wonder it didn't work out. That's completely out of alignment with what I care about or friends that I had or guys that were in my life, relationships, like whatever, like you could see why it didn't work. The more I got to know myself and understand it. So I love that you notated, even having a business plan, have your business core values, like professionally, what serves you? Cause even if you're, you're in it, it's, you're collecting money, what have you, and you hate the situation, you will eventually just be miserable and get out of it. The money won't be enough. Right. Exactly. So, um, so perfect segue mindset. I love that this is, you know, such a piece of your world. Are you a morning human? I am. I, you know, like, don't try to talk to me um, before nine o'clock, <laughs> but I mean, I'm up at six and then okay. I'd, I'd have my workout routine and everything. And then at seven, I'm usually at my computer doing stuff um, okay. and, and I'll have Gail King playing in the background and, um, <laughs> you know, just like, but still, I, I will not have a conversation with you until 9am. So, um, and then yeah, like late night. I'm like, I feel like I'm getting old these days, but yeah, I'm definitely a morning person. What time do you go to bed? <laughs> Don't say like 6 p.m. Oh, no, 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 no. Okay. Um, typically, I, I'm crawling into bed around nine and then, okay. um, you know, sleep by 10. So I'm, well, you know, I, I just started um, Scandal, by the way. So now I'm like, <gasps> I know I'm sick. I never watched it the first time around. So now I'm Oh, at I love Carrie Washington. I think she is just <sighs> super smart, super talented, adorable, blah, blah, blah. I have not watched it. I don't want to commit to like- <gasps> thing that's like I know it but like when I see it's like 10 seasons of those episodes I like get like overwhelmed with commitment because I know I'll get like sucked in and 
then there's like no point of return. So again, the balance is also a lesson I've learned in life. We're getting pretty good at it at this point, but then I also do what I want to do. So when I want to do something, <laughs> like I will stay up all night, watch it. And then I'll still get up in the morning. I'll, I'll, you know, I'll, I'll pay for all my play. Um, but sometimes you just get worn out doing that too. So, um, noted on, it helps me slow my brain down at night. Okay. <laughs> so I need like mush in my brain. So by the way, it's on to the next seltzer and we are going yes. with apple crisp on this one i'm here for this i would give a shout out what it is but they're not paying us to endorse yet so we're no. just gonna wait until it comes but i love you so much for doing that. i should be drinking with you it's it's a thursday it's a uh it's 147 out here again not that i ever the clock doesn't really determine a lot for me but exactly um, <clears throat> it's sisters uh i i wish uh hal elrod shout out to him came up with like uh midnight miracle or something because i am a night out like i would rather <laughs> yeah i i'll sleep to the last minute but i will i'm the human that like the day before something like i'll pack all my stuff and i'll wake up ready to go to the airport i don't do any shit in the morning um i'll get all i'll lay out my outfit the night before i'll have my stuff ready to go so i can sleep to like that last second so when the idea of like getting up in the morning an hour earlier which as i get older i'm open-minded to uh, because it is really nice to just have your time, your space, have your AM seltzer. <laughs> like, just felt, um, but I just, I don't know. It's, I've, I've tried the savers thing and it happens some mornings. Sometimes it doesn't, but I'm just so not naturally a morning person. Um, I don't know. And then I ask when people go to bed, they're like, oh, it's like 6 PM. I'm like, well, no wonder you're up at 4 AM. Oh, like you go to bed gosh. when it's light out. I, yeah. Oof. No, not that bad. Dude, I'm just not that person. So anyways, um, how, when, when did like the mindset piece really click in for you? Like, when were you like, this is a piece, especially coming from the education system, was this cognizant in, you know, the schools you were teaching in at all? Oh, no. And I taught music, um, which, you know, in music, you have a lot of teamwork and you, same thing with sports. Um, yeah. You know, you have to work with other people for, you know, to get your end goal. And, you know, so there's a lot of that. Um, um, what do you, what would you call that? Uh, cooperative learning or uh, like anyway. camaraderie and uh, yes. oh, well, yeah, I see anything with the arts, like theater or whatever, which I freaking love the arts and I hate that some of them are going away. But yeah, I think mm. there is like a lot of collaborative effort. Collaborative. Yes, exactly. Um, but mindset for me you know, the educational program that I became a part of, they have a lot of that in there. And um, it was just, I started getting into books. Like I hated reading in high school and middle school, high school, and, you know, even college. And I, the first book that made like a huge difference was Rich Dad, Poor Dad. If you've never read that by Robert Kiyosaki, I think is how you say his last yeah. name. Um, have you ever read that? I have like way back in the day. My yeah. mom saw it on, uh, I think like Oprah in like the nineties and we read yes. it then. I've got to reread it, but that's come up on several casts. Yeah. We, the real estate investor, we call that the purple Bible because okay. it's the, you know, but that was just made a huge difference. And then I got into Mel Robbins with the five second rule was huge for me because again, that was at that time where, you know, I, I didn't, I was like, I'm turning my alarm off, you know, cause I don't have to go to work anymore. And yeah. it, it just messed with me for several months and a lot of guilt behind it too. Cause my husband was still working at the times so, or actually he's still working now. He still has a day job, but, um, it just was messing with me. So, um, my mindset, I've just always been into it and trying to, um, you know, I always invest in myself. I just think it's so important, whether it be attending masterminds or reading books or doing courses online. So, um, just before the Rona started, I, um, well, before that, probably middle of last year, I picked up um, 
right here, um, Jack Canfield's book, The Success Principles. And mm -hmm. Jack Canfield, he did the um, Chicken Soup for the Soul books. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And then I also know him from The Secret. Did you ever see the movie The Secret? Of course. That's oh, That was okay. actually one of my initial entrances to like this whole conversation. I love like intuitives yes. and energy and all the woo. I'm here for all of it. So when I started to see that, I'm like, oh, this is like actually a thing. And like physics is energy. So for mostly mm -hmm. my males that don't like the woo, you can break down like there is measurable energy. Like this is a real thing. Um, but yes, not to digress, but yes, law of attraction, the secret, the whole thing. Exactly. So, um, you know, I saw him on the cover and I, and I was like, oh, I know that guy from the secret. So it's a big, you know, chunky book. It's got coffee stains on it. And um, the first principle in there is um, take 100%. Let me make sure I say this right. Um, take 100%. Oh my God, I'm going to say this wrong. Um responsibility for your life. Take 100% responsibility for your life. So I was like, totally my thing. And it's going through. And then it gets to this one part where it was like, you got to stop making excuses. I'm like, whoa, wait a minute. What now? You know? So I was like, he, you know, he's the sweet man who did chicken soup with the soul books, but he still calls your ass out on stuff. And it's like, you know, stop, stop playing the victim. Exactly. So, um, he has a train the trainer program, which is um, you can become certified to teach his success principles. And, you know, I'm always looking for content. And that was one of the things is that, you know, they give you all the PowerPoints for speaking at events and, okay. um, you know, being keynotes or whatever. And um, so I took it and then the Rona hit and I was like, holy shit, what am I going to do now? And, um, you know, just got a lot of content under my belt and was just, you know, creating stuff. I wrote the, the free e ebook that talks about, um, I go through five of his principles and how I mastered my mindset. And, um, and then I stumbled across podcasting and found, uh, Podmax. shout out Podmax, And, um, that became my platform to get my voice out. And it's been just such a crazy, not even in my, um, do you know what Vivid Vision is? That book, Vivid Vision by, um, his last oh. name is Harold, uh, Cameron Harold. And um, you go three years into the future and then you write a story, uh, you know, what has happened in the past three years. And so my husband and I did it and we talked about all this stuff and so much of it has come true. And then part of it was my, you know, me becoming a, um, more broad speaker for events. And, um, then the Rona hit. So I was like, shit, you know, how's this not, you know, how are we going to do this now? And then, you know, podcasting came out. So I've actually, I have a real estate investor growth network podcast and I interview some of my old coaches and yeah. people who are great at certain techniques. And, um, you know, so that's just, you know, th this whole, you, you asked me about mindset. So this is just, um, sometimes you have a goal and you have that, you know, power of attraction and little did I, I thought power of attraction was going to put me on stage at events and, you know, speaking to groups of people. And yet it attracted me towards podcasting, just a different, you know, medium where you don't have to wear makeup. You <laughs> Filter, I, I got you. Yeah. I could wear my fun t-shirts and dirty hair. Say, hey, are you cool? Captain. Oh, yes, I saw that. I know. Tiger King. Talk about that. <laughs> Holy cow. Someone monetized <laughs> out of that. But we'll, we won't even go around down that tiger hole. Um, yes. <laughs> she's not dancing with the stars now. And oh, my gosh. Universe has a sick thing. Uh, but I really liked when you talked about, uh, 
cognizant, intentional manifesting, like in affirmations. I, I have got to get so much better at it. After the past two and a half years of my life where the busiest I've ever been, most money I've ever made, blah, 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 but around the wrong people, really doing the wrong things, the wrong causes, nothing terrible, but just out of alignment. So I went through this whole like rebellion of like, not wake up when I want, do what I want, whatever we're just not doing or involving. We're just slowing the F down. So now I'm starting to like ramp up again, and get intentional. So, so what when changed? I, um, you mean in that transition? Yeah. Well, it, uh, the, I mean, again, universe looks out abruptly ended my main project. Like the company I was working with was like, we're just done with this. And I was like, and that's happened before anyone that has done contracting. That's just kind of how it is. Like all of a sudden it's like, we're pivoting. Or if you've ever worked with like a major corporate, it takes 10 years to get something approved. And then on a, at a whim or a new hire or something, they reshift everything. Um, and in marketing branding, that happens all the time. So it wasn't that new, but I was so deeply invested in this. And it was all my people. I do a lot with like influencers and that's not like, like naked Instagrammers, it's major asterisks, like mutually beneficial human relationships. And I still, to this day, think it's the most cost and time effective way to market and brand things. Um, and we work specifically with mission driven businesses. It's not just, you know, crappy consumer package goods to kids, whole, whole podcast in itself right there, but ended it. And then the second I got out of it, it was like this tornado. Like you don't know until you're thrown out of the tornado, you, then you're looking at it and it's like, no wonder, like, Mm -hmm. I had the paychecks I wanted, but like the people I was around, people I was working with, uh, what I leveraged my personal, I gave way too much out, but I didn't really realize until I like, had to unpack pieces of it. So the second I got out of it and thank God, like this is when people have to understand, like when something kicks you in the face, the nuts, the ass, whatever it is, you're just like devastated, but really you reflect and you're like, thank God that happened. And I was actually ramping up my podcast at the time. So the two would have been intertwined. So Again, universe looks out, but when I, my long-winded point, sometimes you know you need to be intentional what you want, but what you really want may not even exist yet. Like right. podcasting, look at, so when people are like, what are you going to, where do you see fun yourself in 10 years? Well, have that in your mind and be open to that. Everything's changing right now. And things are evolving so fast that if you can just cling to like those core values, like now that, you know, maybe it's not literal stage, but you're still on platform where you're on the mic, you are on stage. Like it, it came out, it just came out in a completely different way. Um, so I think it's important for our young humans to know, like, yes, you can be intentional. Yes. Do all these things and be open-minded to God, universe, Madonna looking out and sh still shaping you in the right path. Even if it does not look exactly like your intentional pursuit. That's right. So, um, let's talk about, well, I want to talk really quickly about the book. Um, and then the, the podcast, I really want you to talk about, uh, you said what you did, but like how good it's been for you. Cause I see your personality. I see your sense of humor and it's such a gift to the world. And I, I love when you can compliment heavy conversation alongside humor. Cause it's just delivered in such a profound way. Um, but give us a quick for one on the book. Cause I think that's notable. Being an author is notable. Um, tell us about it and tell us where we can find it. So the book was mainly to keep myself occupied at the start of the Rona. Okay. And I had got, I had done the education portion of the um, Jack Hanfield training, train the trainer. And then I was waiting, for, we had to do essay questions. And then I had to wait like a month for them to actually read through the essay questions and see if I passed. So in that month um, or so, I just, I started, you know, just, it was very reflective, the, um, the, everything I did in that whole training. And so I was like, I need to just put this on paper or computer. And, um, it's a short ebook. It was 
part of um, one of the strategies to get more email addresses and you know so one of those things is create a freebie so um, it just ended up being like a great way for me to really focus on my own mastermind and put it out there on paper and do that and, and it's not it's not huge but I still um, you know it, it's a quick easy read but it gets you started and um, it's it made a huge difference when I went through those exercises that I did through there so I get to share those with people and it was also an attempt that you know that was at that time where I'm like gosh I can't speak in front of people right now so how can I get out my words so that was the whole basis of it and I also do a lot of blogging and um, I'm my dad was a newspaper guy for you know 30 plus years and um he, he, very i get my humor from him i'm definitely my dad's daughter and um my maiden name is kirkoff by the way yeah try teaching middle school you know kirkoff doesn't that rhyme with no um i love that it's, so it's perfect, it's perfect. <laughs> yeah. i told him what i had to speak at a um educational conference and i said so i'm just going to get up there and say hey i'm jen kirkoff doesn't rhyme with anything oh no no i'm jen kirkoff i'm just jerk off you know just go on with it he's like no 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 this is what you do he's like you say hi i'm jen kirkoff doesn't rhyme with anything so today I'm going to talk and then so like then the laughing starts trickling so I'm like yeah dad that was good and my mother's like oh Glenn what are you doing you know um totally did that in front of you know a thousand educators in Broward County Florida but whatever um so then I started blogging and I actually really really enjoyed that and um I like the um being able to research word by word what's coming out of my mouth because sometimes it just spews out and so that is a little bit more control over it. And then now that I've done the podcast, I actually read my blogs from time to time and, okay. um, you know, go through them and, you know, like doing audiobooks. So in addition to my little ebook, which is free, you can get it at the gen, I'm sorry, the real and I'm supposed to be getting email addresses with it. And I like didn't know how to do it right. So you literally push the button and it downloads. So I don't even get your damn email address, but anyway, oh. check it out. Okay. I, know. I have to figure I know you're, you're like, Oh, Jen, don't tell us that. Um, but yeah. No, um, well, as you say real quick, everybody says, and this just take this as a grain of salt. Cause I've done less schooling in this regard in this specific space than you, but the whole diehard collect emails, I get it as a growth strategy, but I don't want one more email in my email thing. I, don't I want either. it. Yeah, if I want it, I will come find you. But until then, I, I, I'm just putting this out, out there. I think it's an old school strategy. And I know everyone's going to get to me on that. Thank you. But I don't think our young humans, I think it's annoying. And I don't, I think it's an old school tactic. So I, I agree. agree but and the only thing I send out via email are my blogs or my, um, it's just content. Like I'm just providing content. I'm not promoting shit. It's just, yeah. here's the latest blog. Here's the latest podcast, you know, so. And no, I think that's, that's perfect. The details and the people that want to know, want to know, like that's, mm -hmm. I think it's great when you're just putting out shit because everyone told you to, and just said to do it. And like, you're not really putting anything into it. It's just another email. And a lot of them that I get are, I'm like, this is annoying even to delete it. Even if I don't open it, like, right. Exactly. So, but anyways, yes. <laughs> so universe might've been looking out for you on that one where it was just like, just give the thing and people will follow up with you accordingly. Exactly. We'll put that out there. Um, okay. So let's jump to podcasts. Uh, I, I know you have intentional conversation and it's been so good, but how good has it been for you? Like I've loved how it's, I get to talk to people. I get to talk to I haven't monetized one angle of it, but it's been so healing and profound in my world. What kind of impact has it had for you and yours? So it's all about connections in this business. Um, 
you know, I, I was a musician for a long time because I taught music and you travel in super small circles. And so when I got into real estate investing, you know, like your little areas are small, but there's like tons of people in this industry. So it's just a great way to make that connection with others. And um, a lot of times you have the same educational basis, but then they may have something so overwhelmingly different and how they were taught something. So um, in this world of Rona and being, you know, the pan pandemic is what I call it. Um, <laughs> I like that. <laughs> Um, you know, you, you don't have that connection and this is just something to really, um, you know, as I was sitting in my, um, crawl space before this call, um, you know, crawling around on my knees, I'm like, oh, I can't wait to talk to Kristen, you know? So like, it's just that, that way to connect and then other listeners can listen and, you know, learn something from it, but then they, you know, we're, we're so approachable, you and I, besides being good looking, both of us, but, um, Obviously. you know, uh, clearly no makeup. Um, so it's just a, another way to connect with other people. So that's, it's, it's been such a blessing, honestly. I, I think I completely agree with you. And I, I echo the, the phenomenal community that attracts. And I've seen that with like when CrossFit was a fit for me or lacrosse, you know, maybe real estate for you. Like when you build that community, it's so awesome. And I think it's often overlooked on how important that is to us thriving as humans. Um, I don't know if you've heard of Blue Zones, but it was a study where they took um, they studied different parts of the world and they studied why people live the longest there. And it was like six factors, yes. diet, community, um, religion, or some sort of belief. Um, I don't know, basic things. And it's, I, when I read it, I was like, well, duh, uh, of course you need all those things. Like you can't eat McDonald's in the basement in the dark for 20 years. And, and wine. There was a lot of wine drinking from what I remember, like some little yes, town in Italy. Yes. yes. Oh yeah. I, daily. I know exactly what you're talking about. Yes. I don't, I don't know if they drink on our level, but we can school them. It's not a big deal. They'll leave even longer. <laughs> I mean, we could uh, hang. We could hang with them. Exactly. Uh, but yeah, no, and it was all, but it was like about like balance, but really getting back to like that simple life, simple cooking, um, simple mindset, simple goals. Uh, it, it was just, it, it was fascinating. It was crazy for me to see how far as Americans we've gotten away from that and how more of a, how it's becoming more relevant amongst our younger humans. Like I didn't grow up with these conversations. I don't know if you did, but I see kiddos talking about this stuff and meditating right. and like, you know, eating paleo or whatever. I'm like, damn, I didn't, I didn't even, I, I saw a lot of attraction. I think I was in college um, but until then, it, nothing really started to click until I was like, okay, this is, there's gotta be a, way, a better way. Um, yeah, I think Oprah was my, my path to that, you know, watching her and she's the one who introduced me to the secret and okay. you know, going from there. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> but it's cool. And I, and that's Thank why you, Oprah. Yes. Shout out Oprah. Uh, podcast goals for both of us right there. Yeah. Amen. Cheers, cheers to you, Oprah. <laughs> Our lips to God's ears. Um, yeah, I think it's crazy. But the cool thing about podcasting to bring that circle back is that we can have this immediate connection, become friends because of one event, find like-minded community, have that community need filled, that accountability need filled, and just straight up like soul fuel because it's like, oh my God, we never would have crossed paths. And like, what a bummer because we would have been such good friends. Our dogs would be BFFs. Like, totally. It's all because of podcasting. Yes, definitely. Um, so all right, thank well, you. Yes. I mean, it's, it's so amazing. I hope both of our podcasts thrive, but I always say if, if nothing goes further, everything that it's already provided is, is pretty awesome. Um, and, oh, and I do want to ask I ask this to all my fellow podcasters, do you find it daunting or, or is it kind of cool that like, this will be out there forever? Like for humans after we're long and gone, like this will be in universe digitally, literally forever. Like, is that inspiring or is that daunting to you? Um, 
I do see myself going back and listening like five years and going, Ooh, why does she drink those seltzers during the show? You know, <laughs> I can but, tell the shows um, I've had a few. I'm like, mm, okay. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh-huh. Um, but no, it doesn't really because it's part of our growth. It's part of, um, you know, documenting what's going on in our lives. And I love it. I'm so proud of where, where how far I've come to where I am now. And I'm like, hell yeah, what's next? Bring it, you know? That's what's up. I, I love it. I think, I think showing those imperfections in that beginning starting out is critical. And I think it's, it's good for our young people to see, even if it's at our expense, um, that to just start, just go out there. It all starts imperfect. Um, okay. So now that we, we've started all these big things, we've done entrepreneur, we've taken leaps of faith. What's exciting to you now? Like, tell me a little bit about like the affirmations, the goals, like what's, what's on the agenda in the next five or so years. So, um, it's, it's all about helping others. It's all about, um, you know, and you've said it a couple of times throughout the show that you surround yourself with people who only lift you up. You know, you didn't say it in those words, but that's really what it is. And, um, surrounding yourself with great people. And, um, so I want to be that person for others and pull them along. So, uh, my husband just opened a, an agency for, it's just for real estate investors. It's called the acorn agency. And, um, that goes with our whole business model. Our, our um, flipping company is called Jolific Homes, which is our last name plus the word prolific because our backyard, we call it the Joasis. We have the Josebo. There's Joe Hammocksburg in the backyard. Uh, yes. Pros, branding pros. I have all the respect. <laughs> So we wanted to do the same with our, our business name. So it's Jolific, Josie plus prolific. And um, we chose the acorn because, um, Raleigh is the city of Oaks and we love Raleigh. We love our community and we always want to give back to our community. We love Durham as well. No, you know, Durham is just as cool. Um, and then there's a saying called the Oak lies within the acorn. And it's all about that growth that, you know, being prolific. So we tied it all in there so that he, then he created the acorn agency just to keep tying with the acorn theme. And, um, he's going to start, um, be, he's going to become a general contractor. So it's more of a situation where we can help others along the way. And now that we're getting more and more rentals, we're having that passive income. We're getting old. I shouldn't be crawling through, you know, crawl spaces, uh, you know, I'm getting close to 50 here. So okay. it's just one of those things where, you know, we're going to start putting more money into passive investments, um, with rentals and short-term rentals and things like that. So we can then, keep our contractors who are part of our family. We can keep them busy by bringing new folks in who will continue to use them and make them money. And, you know, it's just this whole building people and taking them along on the ride with us. I love it. And man, if, yeah. if we, did, if we never needed it before, we need it now. We need people that are going to step up and be leaders and be contributors. So my heart is full hearing that, uh, that's a role you're, you, you've already stepped into that you're already doing it and now are intentional about growing it. Cause like I said, I think that will quite literally change humanity and as dramatic as that sounds. And I still have a lot to learn myself. I still attend events and still, you know, pay, pay tons of money for coaching. Cause I, I think it's so important, but you know, for those that can't afford, at least I can then translate it down to them and bring them along with us. I love it. I love it. Yeah. Well, I'll certainly be reaching out as I, I want to start in it. Like, I don't even know if like $5,000, but I, I think the, a very small, like initial investment is like where I want to start. What is like minimum invest is 5,000, like too small. 5,000 is a little small. Um, okay. but I mean, you can still do it. Um, but you, you know, it's just the yeah, returns so, minimal, obviously I'm assuming. Correct. Yeah. But there's not, 
there's not much that you can, you know, you'd have to be in a pool of money with yeah. several investors and then it gets a little, you know, so it's tricky. just, yeah, if you have a little bit more to start with. Yeah. Okay. Well, we'll hit you up. I always just like to start definitely slow just so I know what's going on and we learn slow uh, or learn fast, but like, you know, potentially lose money slow as we learn because every, it is a constant uh, evolutional journey. Um, but I, I love what you're doing. Uh, last and final question. Um, have you seen any transition over the years being a, like a female boss? Uh, I grew up every job I've ever been to, except for like two, I think I've been hired by men. I work mostly alongside men. I'm usually one of like maybe three females in the room. Um, has there been any challenges with you and uh, in this journey being a female lead? And then has that changed over time? Like, do you see more females in the room now for what you're doing? Um, it really hasn't. Um, you know, there are some contractors that, you know, we have, I've met a few where they're like, oh, so when is your husband going to be here? I'm like, oh, bye. And, um, <laughs> the like, only appropriate response. Yes. And so, yeah. Um, I, I mean, that's only happened twice where that ended rather quickly. Yes. But, um, you know, like today I was over there, you know, doing the electrical and then getting into strangers trucks in the parking lot. But, um, <laughs> you know, all the guys were there and I was just, they, they see that I'm, you know, actively part of it and not that I'm, you know, supervising them, but I'm helping out. And so, you know, it, it goes from your integrity as well. And if they see that, I don't think it matters if you're male or female, especially in this, you know, in this industry. And, um, you know, some people you, you have to, you know, but really it hasn't been a big deal. I'm very, um, hardheaded and I don't put up a shit. So I think they get, you know, and that's also being a middle school teacher for 16 years. Like oh, I can crack sure. a whip. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, yeah, I, I have not really had an issue. And like the two times that I did, it was like, okay, don't let the door hit you on the way out, yeah. you know, yeah. peace yeah. out. Yeah. Yeah. Well, good for you for maintaining and not like falling into any expected role or just being yourself in any situation. I think that's huge. I think it's big for and I, I do have to say one more thing. My husband is my business partner and we balance each other very, very well. So that's actually been quite beneficial, even though I, I truly am the boss in the face of things. Um, you know, his support behind me, I have just a, a tremendous support partner and I'm so, so grateful for it. And there are people out there that don't have that. And so I'm count my blessings every day that he's by myself, by my side through all this. So, um, yeah, that's, that's huge. No, I, I think that's, I think that's really real and, um, relationship goals. I see you guys on social media where everything's true, of course. Um, but it, oh, it really, always. yeah, it really does look genuine to the dogs. I'm like, this is what I want. Cause I've always been intentional about, you know, work, my, everything in life competing it has come before all of the relationships in my life. And now at 40, we're going to pay attention and we're going to, you know, freshly 40, by the way, yes, Cheers, freshly happy 40. birthday. Yes. That's what's up. Thank you. Um, now it's, and I couldn't have done it any other way, knowing my personality, like it just had to be, but uh, I'm intentional because I'm with you. I think that support factor is so critical. Um, and if you can find the right teammate, it, it, it supports you in everything you do and lets you be the boss at times and then fall back at times. Um, I think it's a critical piece of the game. Well, I, I'm always the boss. Let's be clear. What? <laughs> and there you go. That's why you find the right one. Cause that's what's up. <laughs> he lets me. So that's good. <laughs> I love it so much. Um, we go on for hours, but Jen, I appreciate you. I appreciate your time and energy. Um, hit us with details. Where do all my humans seeking a better way, men, women, investors, uh, intentional human about making the world a better place. Look her up. Where do we find you? Uh, the easiest way is to um, go to therealgenjosie.com. It's J-E-N, one N, 
J-O-S-E-Y. And um, by the way, I couldn't do jenjosie.com because if you go there, that's a sex addict website. I was like, damn you, psychologist Jen Josie. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, you got to partner with her in some capacity. I have to. I got to interview this bitch. So, yeah, um, <laughs> so it's therealjenjosie.com. You can see my blogs. You can um, get access to my, my free ebook. I won't even ask you for an email. And uh <laughs> And also on my podcasts and you can see before and after photos of some of our projects and all that fun stuff. And so that's the best way to, to find me because it leads to all other avenues. So, well, you know, all the famous people are the real Jen Josie. So again, maybe this is serendipitous that you embrace the brand prior. And then, you know, five years from now, I'm like calling your agent to get through to the next agent to get you booked to, to get on TNT. I don't know who knows what's next. That, that'll never happen. You're going to have, you're going to have first access to me. Thank always. you. I hope so. The sorority, we got to stay like loyal from, yes. the, from the get-go. Definitely. I love it. All right. Well, keep crushing. Uh, hug your animals for me and husband. Um, yes. Let's definitely catch up soon. And maybe I love doing the check-in. So let's maybe like wrap in six months in a year and just see where things are at. I'll, I'll, next time and I'll cheers. actually have a libation with you. Okay, perfect. I'm always good for libations. I'm here for it. Yes. Doesn't matter right, what girlfriend. time of day. Challenge yeah, me. I know. I should never even ask you what time I was. <laughs> my bad. <laughs> well, Kristen, I just, um, I look up to you. You have been such a great role model for me. I appreciate your friendship very much. I love following you on Facebook and that, yes, we are definitely soul sisters. So thank you for having me. This has been awesome. So much fun. I appreciate it. I love it. Genuinely like mutually beneficial and soul fuel all the way around. So I know our paths will cross yes. uh, soon enough regardless. And it will be dangerous. Yes. Facts. Tornado <laughs> in effect. <laughs> All right, girlfriend. I'll see you soon. If you need anything uh, from me uh, anytime or, um, you know, I can help out the podcast or anything, please reach out. You're awesome. Thanks so much. Later, girl. Thank you for joining Turmeric and Tequila with your host, Kristen Olson. Tune in next time. And don't forget to subscribe on Apple, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen.